Welcome back to episode six, everyone. Kristen and Crystal here. Today, we are talking about vaccine tourism, state mandates for COVID testing and receiving the vaccine, and some interesting ways that we have read some countries are trying to administer the COVID test. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing incredibly well. I'm excited to chat about this podcast, especially the last element to it, because my mind has been blown. Like (laughs) this whole COVID process, we're going on a year now, people. This one is honestly, I I didn't see this one coming in Mm. the slightest. And I chat all about it. And you'd think that we wouldn't be surprised or shocked, but everyone this was this was a shocker this was spilt tea all over our laps that's for sure i can say i am burnt cuz this tea is steaming <laughs> oh my gosh all right so let's just jump in so chris you recently read a very interesting article on skift about the vaccine mandates so why don't you kick off the combo and then we can kind of talk about the tourism element to it yeah so for me i thought this was quite interesting because I'm not a person, as we spoke about previously in the vaccine, um, in our last vaccine podcast, that immediately wants to take it. I feel like I need a little bit more time for research. However, these states and these countries that are potentially looking at having a vaccine mandate, meaning that you have to ha- have to be vaccinated to visit, that is definitely a reason why I would go and take this. But at the same time, I wonder, would I actually stop traveling because of this fact? Because I never want to feel forced to do anything medically and um, you know, being in this stage of my life, it's just, it seems a little bit sketchy. So I don't know how that would work for me working in the travel industry and typically taking, you know, at least one, if not two or three trips a month, um, I'm bound to come across somewhere, um, in this line of work that is going to require me to have a vaccine. I mean, how do you think about it? Do you feel like it's, it's a realistic expectation or do you think it's just going to plummet the tourism industry? I mean, I, I think the in-room COVID testing as the new, if they want to spin it, hot amenity of 2021 forward, I definitely think that that will build traction and that should stick. I see nothing wrong with a hotel, including that as part of, say, a safe you know, and wellness package to make sure that you know, if you travel with the frequency, especially that we do, that you feel comfortable knowing that you know, you can get a test when you arrive in your destination. I mean, I know that, you know, Jackson Hole has been partnering with Vault, which is a fantastic organization that they will send the test directly to the hotel for the guest. They can, you know, get the swab, send it back and have the results before they leave. I don't know about requiring a vaccine within the United States for domestic travel. I do think that maybe they're going to require testing. But I, I, I don't know. I see that more becoming a mandate with certain international destinations who are trying to protect their communities and their residents. I don't know. I just don't think that it's going to be something that, and it could be wrong because the situation is so fluid, right? Yeah. I think it may actually be an interesting shift in the demographics that we might see coming into certain destinations. Because from what I've heard that a lot of older people who are more vulnerable to the virus, they are ecstatic about this vaccine. They're running out and they're 
getting it, which leads nicely into our next topic of the vaccine tourism. But, you know, for some destinations that maybe we were seeing a younger millennial crowd, maybe it's going to be like they're going to stop traveling to those places where you need the vaccine out of fear. And they're going to, and the, you know, the gray dollar or the older generation, that's very valuable as well. Maybe they're going to start emerging in some new destinations that previously they hadn't gone to. So it'll be interesting to sort of see those statistics come out because it's very possible. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, as we, we move forward in this, this discussion and this situation, you know, it, it could change. But I do think that we are at a point where they are looking at every possibility in terms of getting people to travel with some sort of regularity that we were before. And so I think that they're putting all the cards on the table, so to speak, and just seeing what formula will fit. Because, you know, the Everyone that I talk to in the industry, you know, everyone agrees that the excitement and the built up, you know, demand, it's there. It's kind of just like, you know, we're waiting behind the starting line right now. And they know that once something shifts, so whether infection rates go down, you know, over 80% of people are vaccinated. So you start to build a herd immunity, whatever is the next step in this process, once people start to, I mean, once you, you let those floodgates open, it's going to be super, super demand. And I think that essentially what this just tells me is that they're trying to cover every base that they possibly can, but it's interesting. That's, that's sure. realistic that 80% of people will be, have the coronavirus vaccine because do 80% of people have any vaccine? Cause you know, there's a ton of like the anti-vaxxers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if there's any anti-vaxxers, we'd love to have you on our podcast. I know. Like, I'm still like, waiting. I Listen, yeah. v, VIP at TravelTea.com. Email <laughs> us. And we, listen, we're not knocking it. I think that it would be beneficial to have that point of view. And I think when you when you talk anti-vaxxer, and I could be wrong, because I'm, I'm not part of this community, so I can't really speak to it, but... I think that it's a generation of people who are not vaccinating their kids because of, you know, side effects or whatever. I don't know necessarily if it's people that have not been vaccinated themselves. I mean, like for for me, for instance, you know, there is, I think, one vaccine that I was not given as a child just because of the allergic reactions that I was getting from the other ones. But, you know, and my parents were just spacing out the, the doses for me. But I think I think that's what it is. So I think that there are a lot of kids right now, American kids that don't have vaccines. And so that will be an even bigger issue for them and their parents who maybe want to travel not only internationally but domestically. Like think about all of the families that save up to go to Disney World or yeah. Disneyland. I mean, you know, if it seems like it should be vaccinated, that's yeah, that's a crazy space. Yeah. So I mean, well, exactly. So how does that, you know, how would that essentially affect the tourism for, for that? So I mean, time will tell. I mean, have you ever thought so much about vaccines in your life? Because I don't think I have, I've never been this aware and this conscious of what is actually involved in a vaccine. It was kind of like, you know, as a baby, you get whatever vaccines they give you. Before I went to Columbia a couple of years ago, I went and took yellow fever. I took a bunch of them and I didn't even think twice about it. But now all of a sudden it's this new, 
you know, pandemic, this new virus that's coming out and this new vaccine. And it's really making me think about it where I've previously never thought about it before. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, certainly not in our lifetime, our parents' lifetime, even our grandparents, because the last time something like this happened was 1918. So, I mean, so of course, none of us have even had a thought about a global vaccine to, to curb this pandemic, which now is mutating into another strand or strain. I mean, I don't think anyone even thought that we'd be sitting here almost a year later, still having to deal with it, you know? And I think that I just go back, Chris, to when we first started with all of this and we were on heavy lockdown. I wonder if there could have been things at that point that we could have implemented. You could have, should have, would it, right? But I don't know. Exactly. It's such one of those things. There's nothing that we can look back now and, you know, People are giving, you know, the government and politicians a hard time because it's should have done this too little, too late and all of that. But at the same time, it's no one was prepared for this. No one could have imagined that this was going to happen. And I think as much as there's people out there that were like, oh, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to be this. I, I don't see how it could have been known, but I'm still on the same stance. So I don't yeah. know. Tell me about vaccine tourism. So this is interesting. (laughs) This is so interesting because when I first was sent this in this article, I actually had to read it twice because I said vaccine tourism, like what what is this all about? And basically what's happened is some states have been getting, I guess, a higher dose shipment than other states. And so it's more accessible to the residents of that state versus someone in another. And so what was happening was, say Florida, for instance, the governor, uh, Ron DeSantis, had signed an executive order, this was right before Christmas, that basically gave first dibs on vaccinations to people 65 and older, but the executive order did not specify that they had to live in the state of Florida to receive it. So what was happening was, People were flying in from even Canada. There were some Florida residents in line that they said the person behind them was from Venezuela. Wow. So, I mean, this obviously caused quite a stir because the lines to get vaccinated were, I mean, it looked like people camping out on Black Friday, you know, with tents and chairs just to get this vaccine. And so what actually ended up happening was this past Thursday or Thursday before, Florida Surgeon General signed a public health advisory requiring the vaccine providers needed to ensure that anyone getting the vaccine was a Florida resident because they just said, and I think I'm going to quote this right here, that vaccine tourism is not permitted. It's abhorrent. People should not be flying here to get a vaccine and flying out. Um, But at that time, when they signed that sort of addendum, if you will, there had already been 40,000 people who were out of state that had been vaccinated in Florida already. It's really interesting to show how many people do want this vaccine. Oh yeah, and 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 essentially, I mean, to me I don't look at this as a super negative, right? Because we want to get to that 70-80% of people because according to Dr. Fauci, this could mean herd immunity for us if we get 
a certain percentage of people vaccinated and then start to see a shift in the infection rates. But I mean, there have been operators and companies that have been trying to capitalize on this. I mean, I read somewhere Indian travel agency offering a package. I think it was like a four-day package from Mumbai to New York. And the package included, I think it was maybe the first dose of the vaccine. And I don't know, obviously, if the passenger had to add on, which obviously they do if you're getting two doses, but there's already these companies that are trying to capitalize on quote unquote vaccine tourism. And I I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of in your boat as well. I find it interesting. And I'm just trying to see if that would be a pull factor for me to go and book this trip. Like, would I specifically go with this agency because of the fact that they were selling the vaccine as well as part of the package? Or do I just feel like that is a waste of money? Or I don't even, what's the sell to it? Because you don't pay for the vaccine, correct? No, I mean, if you have, no, if you have insurance, you do not. No. Okay. So I'm just trying to see what the pull factor is. Is it the convenience of getting it? Do I skip up getting the line if I go through this agency? I'm just kind of understanding what would make me book this instead of just doing it on my own. So here is one. This is an interesting, this is from theguardian.com where there was an individual that said, uh, you know, when we have limited supplies of a highly in-demand life-saving product and people do not even know how to get it or the phone lines are crowded you know, they will sit online at three o'clock in the morning, you know, 85 years old waiting for the first dose to come out. It just reduces the amount of trust that people have in the system. And I guess what it comes down to is, I mean, we've talked about even just getting a COVID test to travel, that there are still lines at clinics and all of that. And the wait times are still horrendous. So I can only imagine you know, how hard it must be for most people who are maybe not high risk or over the age of 65 to get an appointment to get the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really what it stems down to or the people that were literally taking flights to go down to Florida. I mean, I'm assuming that they just were not able to get the vaccine until maybe the summertime. And they said, shoot, we can get it next week in Florida. I mean, more power to the people. I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, we have to look at the silver lining is that if people are vaccinated, they're going to, it's going to instill confidence in them to travel. And hopefully we're going to get, you know, a resurgence in this industry. So all I can say is that I hope it works out in the way that it's proposed to or that it's intended to. Also, people at the same time, we don't want to take the vaccines from the people who need it in those states. Oh, a thousand percent. And this is where I'm on the fence with it, right? Because you don't want to cut in the line of someone who has a greater risk of actually potentially passing away from this. And it's also saying that the people that are crossing state lines could also create a socioeconomic disparity in communities that don't have access to it. So that's a problem. So it's so interesting. I mean, you want as many people to get vaccinated as possible to to bring this thing to its final resting place <laughs> because I think we are all ready for that and you just don't know where to draw the line, I guess, with it. I am the first person to say I am ready to be done with it. <laughs> I honestly don't know how much more we... Do you know what? I'm just not even going to finish that sentence because every time I say I don't know what else could happen, 
something else happens. No, it does. And, and when it does end, cause it will, because nothing lasts forever. I, we just need to throw a podcast party and I just say we get drunk on the air oh, yeah. and see oh, how it goes. Yes. <laughs> People can dial in or like, and ask us questions while we're live talking. <laughs> and, and, and we have to do like a game, like take a shot if, or whatever, let's just do it. Because oh, yeah. you know what? It's We've the, par- do that. <laughs> the party needs to happen and we will bring it. We will bring it. It's going to happen. But speaking of whenever I say, I don't know what else can happen. Well, something else has just happened because Forbes brought out an email that blew my mind last week. When was this? Yes, the 27th of January. And that is that we're no longer, the the nasal swab for testing COVID is no longer enough as China has deployed an anal swab testing system to detect high-risk COVID-19 cases. Yes, people, you heard me correctly. You are now being swabbed for COVID-19 through your anus. I, I, I don't know what else to say about this. I am sitting here clenching as you speak. And the, the one thing that flashes through my mind is what people have to go through when they get sent to prison and they have to, what is it called? Like do the cavity check? Like yeah. I, Squat and cough. <laughs> Wait a second. Who, who thought? Do they actually think people will sign up for this because when you can just go into a doctor's office, sit, and yeah, the nasal swab, is it all roses? And No. I mean, but it's a lot better than it going up your butt. <laughs> the thing that I think about, right, is that already if you go into New York, if you go to like a city MD, there's a line out the door for a test that is relatively quickly. You sit down in the chair, you go up your nose, it's 10 seconds, and then you're out of there. So now if I have to go in... Obviously, I have to. I guess I'm in a private room at this point with some type of privacy to it. I would hope so. Wrote myself like, and I was saying to Kristen earlier, I was like, "How does this work? Am I touching my toes, or am I lying down on some sort of bed? And am I going knees to chest?" (laughs) Do Do you think (laughs) that it was just? I need to know. Was it like a coin toss where they said, "What orifice can we administer it that this week?" And just go. Did they come up with this? Because I mean, I'm no doctor, but this never went through my mind to be testing. And I thought it was something in the nasal cavity that exactly. Ew! I thought it. I testing for, and I'm like, is the length of the cotton swab the same? Like, how far is this thing going? Omg! Stop! (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Oh. God, I thought it was something like an enema. I didn't think it would like, oh, oh that no, is awful. It's a swab. Because that Q-tip up your nose is pretty long. It's a pretty <laughs> long Q-tip. Oh my God. But here's the thing too. Like everyone remembers reading those horrifying and embarrassing articles. Some middle-aged man in, and I go back to Florida because I think this was where I read it, accosting a Costco employee through the front door because he didn't want to wear a mask and just was grabbing toilet paper and was refusing. So do they really think that we're at a point where people still don't want to wear masks? Do they think people are going to bend over to get this test? I don't think so. But I'm just reading further into this Forbes article and it says this cotton twipped swab will be inserted about one to two inches into the rectum. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. And apparently that is more 
accurate than the nose or the throat testing. So I guess maybe people are complaining about the false positives, maybe the false negatives, but if you bend over and touch your toes, you're guaranteed to get an accurate reading. Oh, nay, nay, nay. <laughs> I cannot. And you know what? And now, of course, my mind goes to like the darkest, darkest place where I think like, okay, Chris, if I can't get the vaccine, is that what I would have to be subjected to as part of like a guaranteed result that I was negative? I'm I mean, the same thing. Because remember how quickly that people were getting the rapid tests done and then they said, no, 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 those aren't accurate enough. We need the full PCR now. So maybe the PCR is not accurate enough now and we need the rectum testing because I, <laughs> I, I am horrified and I'm still clenching. I am just, I cannot... I cannot believe. When do they say that? I mean, is this just a discussion or is this something that they are looking to roll um, out? Honestly, from what I can see right now, that it's only China that is currently rolling this out. <laughs> of course. It says that of they course. are willing to take extreme measures to stop the spread of COVID 19. Oh, yeah. What does everyone think? Okay, if you are listening and you are clenching with us. We want to know what you think. You know how to reach us. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Travel Tea Spill or email us at VIP at TravelTea.com. We really want to know what you guys think about this test. <laughs> just think about it. That If we don't get vaccinated, how consistently we travel? Uh, we, is this going to be a weekly thing for me? That I have oh, dear. been God. Um, violated. <laughs> Can you imagine? This is like the worst movie about the world ending. You know when you watch those movies and you just think, this is so salacious. This would never happen. I'm thinking, oh, oh maybe it's happening. <laughs> this is like the real life movie of The Purge, Walking Dead, and Hunger Games all rolled up into one. I swear. I don't know where we go from here, but... Let us know, guys. Listen, let, let, let us know what you guys think of that. Let us know what you think of vaccine tourism. Do you think that people should be allowed to head over to a state that has more doses and get vaccinated? Do you guys agree that the quicker we get everyone vaccinated, the quicker we get back to normal? Or do you think people should just hang tight and wait for their turn? We'd be interested to know. Absolutely. Let us know, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been a wild one. <laughs> yeah, guys. See you later.